1: Founded in 1962 by the Bassani family, Corinthia is a collection of luxury five-star hotels that has evolved into multifaceted public company. It trades its international hotel investments. And the CEO is joining us shortly to talk about where he is taking this global operator of not only the Corinthia hotels, but a commercial real estate worldwide portfolio next.
2: Yes, we're going to talk about the hospitality industry and luxury hotel development. But right now, let's go to Charlie Peller in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash.
0: And I uh, thank you, Pim. Well, the Bulls certainly have no reservations. About moving higher today, the Dow, the S and P, Nasdaq, all gaining. S and P 500 index heading toward the strongest gain in a month right now, up nine tenths of one percent, up nineteen points, 21.04, we We've got Nasdaq up fifty four forty eight eighty eight, a gain there of one point one percent, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average up one hundred sixty two points to seventeen thousand nine hundred forty two for the Dow. That is a gain of nine tenths of one percent. The ten year down thirteen thirty seconds. The yield one Gold now down 6.10 the ounce to 12.63, a drop there of 0.5%. Crude oil. Up one dollar a barrel, back above fifty now on WTI, West Texas Intermediate, fifty thirteen right now. It is higher by two percent. Brent at fifty sixty six, up by one point six percent. Macy shares up now by one point seven percent. CEO Terry Lundgren will pass the job to President Jeff Jeanette in the first quarter of two thousand seventeen. Lundgren, who has served as CEO at, uh, since two thousand thirteen, will remain executive chairman. So, what triggered the shakeup? That question for Punam. Royal, Senior Retail Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Macy so,
1: uh, Macy's Seamster sales have been down for five straight quarters most recently. And while many may think that that may be the trigger, they're also exploring real estate options to monetize their real estate. And we haven't really seen much come from that, so it may be that investors or shareholders or activists are looking for more on the real estate
0: front. And- And right now, it is 2.32 on Wall Street. That means it's time to take a look at some of the other stories from around the world on Bloomberg Radio.
3: From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Julie Hyman. U.K. citizens are voting today in a referendum on the country's membership in the European Union. U.K. law prevents us from reporting on voting or discussion and analysis of referendum issues while polls are open, but we'll be following all the results as they come in. Special coverage begins at 5 p.m. Wall Street time right here on Bloomberg Radio. The Supreme Court split 4-4 today over a challenge to President Obama's immigration policy. The result prevents the administration from putting the program into effect during the rest of his term. President Obama spoke at the White House after the vote was announced.
2: I think it is heartbreaking for the millions of immigrants who made their lives here, who've raised families here, who hope for the opportunity to work, pay taxes, serve in our military, and more fully contribute to this country we all love uh, in an open way.
3: The president noted that people who have been in the country for a long time and are otherwise law-abiding will remain lower deportation priorities. Outrage outside the Baltimore courthouse, where Officer Caesar Goodson was found not guilty of all charges in the death of Freddie Gray while in police custody. Goodson faced the steepest charges as the driver of the van where Gray suffered those fatal injuries. Protesters displayed shock at the decision.
2: This is unjust, it's illegitimate, and it is
3: unacceptable. Where do we go from here? That's the question Bernie Sanders says he will focus on during his press conference later today here in the city. Sanders acknowledged yesterday that he realizes he is not going to be the Democratic nominee for president. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Julie Hyman. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? Charlie?
0: And we thank you. And again, recapping stocks holding close to the best level of the day with the S&P 500 index up 19 to 2104, a gain of nine-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg
2: Radio. The hotel industry will continue to consolidate as operators seek to drive efficiencies and capture more customers. So says John Gray. He is the global head of real estate for Blackstone Group. They're the largest shareholder in Hilton Worldwide Holdings. He said it's more efficient to be a big hotel company. He was speaking last week at New York University's International Hospitality Industry Investment Conference in Manhattan. Here to tell us more about the hospitality industry is Simon Naudy. He. He is the chief executive of Carinthia Hotels, and he joins us from Malta. Simon, thank you very much for being with us. Tell people the connection of your company with Malta, and then tell us about some of the new things that you're embarking on.
4: Well, Malta is an island in the Mediterranean, and, uh, and this is where the company was founded. Uh, we started as a restaurant in 1962 as a family business. And from these humble beginnings today, count several hotels around Europe uh, and and elsewhere around the world.
1: Simon, you you sound so modest. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, this is your five-star luxury hotel. Uh, Give us an example of what it's like to go into one of the Corinthia hotels.
4: Well, our latest example, I think, is the biggest manifestation of what we are really as a brand, which is uh, the hotel we have just developed and launched in London, the capital of the United Kingdom. We acquired two buildings in London from the Crown, from the Queen, um, one of which was used as the Ministry of Defence for many years, and we turned it back into what it originally was, which was a grand hotel in the 19th century. And what we tried to achieve is a combination of the grandeur of beautiful old buildings in London and across Europe with all the services and, and facilities one expects of, of modern hotels.
2: Simon, tell us about the company. Do you manage as well as own hotels? And if you do manage them, tell us about some of your new projects.
4: Yes. um, In that respect, we're quite different to some of the larger hotel companies, actually, because we we own our hotels in most cases. We are investors. We have a portfolio of a couple of billion uh, euro worth of assets, which we've acquired over the years, mostly around Europe. And most times we acquire assets which require further investment and further development, so we are also in that respect developers
1: what? at the end of that
4: process we we are operators we run our hotels as Corinthia and we run hotels owned by other people as well
1: so what makes you different from other companies is it is it the Is it the way you put these packages together, or would you say no we 're like a lot of others? You certainly have achieved uh, a very, you know, the, the, the value of the company, the value of the properties, and you seem you've kind of quietly and efficiently done this over the years.
4: Well, yes, we, we, the, the value we bring really is being hands-on in everything we do. So we tend to buy well across Europe mostly into buildings which either have problem situations around them from a financial point of view or even from a physical point of view. Our latest project, for example is in the city of Brussels, where we've literally lost, a couple of weeks ago, acquired a very famous building, the Grand Hotel Astoria, which has been shut and abandoned for 10 years. And what we will do there is restore that property to bring back its former glory, but also to bring back everything that's expected from a modern hotel. What
2: are you doing in Dubai?
4: In Dubai, we have... Signed an agreement with a major corporation from in from the Emirates, which is the Maidan corporation, and together we are building a six star beach resort to be managed as a year.
1: so what kind of how do you develop these projects? what kind of financing do you rely on? Um, do you have uh, private investors uh, and do you find that um, in this changing world there is still lots of financing available for these kinds of projects?
4: yes i think the problem is not so much the ab- availability of funding it's the availability of projects which is the re- which is the real which is the real challenge from our perspective we do projects in various ways some of them we use our own balance sheet to leverage our own balance sheet to raise our own equity and buy and develop our own hotels as we're doing in brussels in some other instances for example we're working on a project in rome where we identify an opportunity and raise funding from uh, third-party investors who become our partners or outright owners of the projects we develop.
2: Simon, I'm just wondering if quickly you could just give us an update on your hotels uh, outside of Europe. I know that you've got uh, them in Khartoum and in uh, Tripoli.
4: Yes. Well, the hotel in Khartoum is not one that we own. It's a hotel which is a beautiful hotel at the confluence of the White Nile and the Blue Nile, right at the confluence which we built some years ago and operate. In Tripoli, sadly, the country is not in the best of shape. Tripoli is a neighbor to Malta, where we're from. But unfortunately, the country is not in the best of shape in terms of also the visitors visiting the country. But our hotel is still there, fully maintained, waiting for the day stability returns to that country.
1: All right. Simon Naudi, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, he's CEO of the luxury hotel group Corinthia Hotels, uh expanding in London, getting a property from the Queen. I wonder how what kind of trouble it was in. He says that's one of their specialties, find a deal and turn it into a luxury location. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox taking stock on Bloomberg Radio.
2: Coming up on Taking Stock, ailing BlackBerry loses $670 million. It's betting on handset growth. Will
1: it turn out successfully? We'll find out next.